And we're live. Finally, it only took a bazillion minutes. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans. It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just a bunch of nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where ma- the magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado, we're going to get into this thing. And uh, first, Nick, that, that mistake, that's the kind of thing people like to hear, apparently. They like to send me messages every time I stumble over the intro. And I would not get that <laughs> engagement if I just pre-recorded it perfectly. That would be kind of boring. We don't yeah. want and if it gets just an extra quarter here and there, we'll we'll take it. We'll take everything we can get. All right. So uh Carissa, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and viewers? I am Carissa Grant of Worthy Chaos Redemption. I have been doing comics for 11 months. And, um, well, one year on Halloween and I have, uh, this is my seventh issue out and I have been writing for fun for 17 years as a role player and I have no idea what I'm doing. So there's that. I don't think we ever do. And by the time we figure it out, they're like rolling the headstone out. Cause yeah. just when you think you got it, they change something. Yeah. I made the, um, the the horrible statement of how hard could it be to make a comic and it's incredibly hard <laughs> i remember having the um talk him off Should the ledge me a year ago <laughs> <laughs> i remember having that that conversation where i tried to talk my cover artist off a ledge it's like you don't understand jr they upgraded the program and now everything i've built doesn't work and i'm like well they just go backwards they won't let me i, I never considered how technology could make an artist's job more difficult actually oh, yeah. I, I used to edit like fan videos for fun for my story. And I remember every time they upgraded the program, it screwed up something. And now they upgraded it again. You have to pay to redo it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So every time I go to do something, it's like, oh, would you like to upgrade, install? And I was like, no. So Adobe is notorious for that. <laughs> so, that's what you're t- using. But, oh, is that what you're using, Carissa? I'm using Wondershare. Yeah, Wonder that's share. just what I just said. I had to back to 11 because I understood how to use 11. Yeah, that's what I have is 11. I don't want the new one. So Yeah, the 12, I tried to use it and it was so confusing. And I guess if you're like technically savvy and I am not, I mean, I maybe it's better, but I just uninstalled it and went back to 11. Yeah, I went back to 11. No. So, all right. So the next part of the introduction, dear listener, dear viewers, how we first met them. So I actually found Carissa through Nick, who I believe put an open call. Hey, we want people who do cool things. Uh, and that's how I found her. So, uh, Nick, how did you find Carissa? We became friends on Facebook, uh, probably through the myriad of connecting groups that we all join and then it'll pop up and I don't know who added who it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I probably uh, added you knowing me. I, I, pro- I add anyone that's like, I, my whole goal was the, how many mutual friends can I get <laughs> one person? Yeah. Well, maybe. And when you get more, you start the uh, um, what is it? The threshold gets higher. It's like, yeah. oh, we only have twenty mutuals. I'm gonna delete that. Oh, but yeah. It's like over a hundred. It's like, all right, let me see who we're mutual friends with. Okay, yeah. he's cool. He's cool. They're cool. Okay, all right. She's probably over, cool. 
I think my 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 most was twelve hundred. I had twelve hundred mutual friends with someone. I was like, well, I gotta add this one. And then, like you said, the trust code had got higher. It was like, oh, we have to have at least a hundred friends. And I was like, well, I might as well. I'm getting to the top, uh, so I have to have two hundred friends. And I was like, well, I'm almost to five thousand, so I better do three hundred. And now it's yeah, like, the, I have like a thousand. Yeah. The insta the insta accept right now is if it's like over five hundred. It's like, yep. hey, you guys have yep. five hundred and sixty five mutual friends. And I'm like, oh, they're probably cool then. <laughs> Yep, that's about right. Wait, there's a cap on how many friends on Facebook you can have? 5,000. 5,000. 5, um, unless you turn it into what they call a professional page, then you cap okay, at 5,000, so but still anybody can follow you. Yeah, I was going to say, there's still the cap, but they can follow you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they can okay. still dive into your little I, slice of crazy. I yeah, guess I, I have to stop. 984, I think, so. Right I think there. I just hit yes to anyone that sends a friend request that looks like it's a real profile. And even okay. still, I get some that want to sell me something, you know, fishy. But so I, I'll do anyone that has mutual friends, like you said, over five hundred, and or any like an artist, a comic, you know, somebody creator or something. Um, but I'm in, like, I will literally talk to anybody, but I'm instantly suspicious of all instant messages because it always starts out with, "Hi, how you doing? Good. Where are you from?" Yeah. Okay. So I think yesterday was an NFT person and that usually it's artists or cash at me or something. So, but, but then I meet like genuinely good people through there. So I try to yeah. keep my suspicions to wait until they screw themselves over on like the fourth message. So has been the topper. Like, I don't think we've passed four messages before they're like, Oh, yeah, if you have a girl, if you have a guy profile and the girl that's approaching you looks too good to be true, probably is. And uh, so my, my running joke now is when they ask me where I'm from, I tell them I live under the shadows of Mount Olympus. <laughs> like and uh, if they can't tell me that that's on Mars, then I know they're not real. Or, you know, like, oh, you live on Mars? How cool is that? Then I'm talking yeah. to them because they know things. Well, but, there was one person that added me and then messaged me. So, of course, I was instantly suspicious. And then uh, I forgot what they said. Nice to meet you, blah, blah. And then they did, I said, same to you. And then they did a check, uh, thumbs up. I absolutely hate the thumbs up. I hate it. Um, I, it's you are my spirit animal. I, I too <laughs> hate the thumbs up. I, I might as well be a middle finger. It's a, yeah. It's either, you know, I said something that doesn't require a thumbs up. Or I didn't care enough for you to do a thumbs up. Or um, I just instantly think it's a screw you and I hate it. So this person did a thumbs up and I was going to totally throw like under the bus and just forget about him. And then I just, I just said one more word and now we're like best friends. Um, so I had to let the thumbs up, but I actually, now he drives me more crazy because he still does the thumbs up every other message. And I said, you have to do the thumbs up every other time, which was the stupidest thing I could have said, because now he does it even more or he'll make it really big just to piss me off. So uh, another friend of mine, I told him, because he, he was a big thumbs up guy. And I always view the thumbs up as like, okay. I hate me too. You know? Absolutely. Me too. Because I do that in a sarcastic and you know, pejorative way to people. So <laughs> that's how it is. And I told him my like, same thing. I'm like, hey, man, uh, the, the thumbs up, man. I, I, it's, it's a personal thing and I know it's dumb, but could you stop doing that? Because I take it as like a middle finger. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. And then he tried to do that. And then fate messenger came out with that option where I can change what the emoji is. Yeah, I do that to screw people. So I did that to a hamburger. So <laughs> now yeah, I want thumbs up. It's nothing but hamburgers. Besides the thumbs up, the only other thing I find annoying 
and my best friend does this. So, um, the reaction to every single line that I post and I've turned that off, but then I have to remember to turn it off for every individual one because you can't do a generalized one. And it's so annoying because you'll hear ding, 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 as they do like every message ever. I'm like, you don't have to react to every single thing I said, because it makes it so, you know, generalized and, and, and doesn't mean anything. Does it, what does that mean? Um, so I, I hate those and I'll turn them off, which kind of screws me up with my friend because I'll say something and she'll thumbs up that message. And I'll think that she never read it because I have them all turned off. Um, but yeah, they drive me crazy. Anyway, that was a I tangent. Think the, the worst one has to be the K. <clears throat> oh, like, I'm not like worse. You can't just that put is. an O in front of it. You can't just say okay. You have to just go K. Like yeah. I hate that with a passion. It's the, it's the K or the Y for yes. Because half the time I don't know if she's doing Y, like asking me why, or Y as in yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> what what is that? Spell out the damn word. How old are you? So yeah, I agree. Well, there's, there's that. And then the other thing that drives me absolute nuts is I take care of um, the Apogee Facebook page. And at least three times a day, I'm like, hey, hon, do you know this guy? And he's like, no, why? And I'm like, because he wants a job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I don't, I've never heard of this guy. He's not in our circle. He's not even, like, in the mutual friends. So. Like an artist. Yeah. An yeah. artist, a writer, an I'm anchor. sure that all the artists across the world have a template of what to say. Because they're all the same. I'm an artist. I do manga. Da, 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 da. Can I show you? Can I send you some of my works? I'm like, exactly. you have like a cult that you guys do where you all say the same thing you're required to say the it's exact same thing every time. And I've been tricked before. And if it wasn't so incredibly bad, I would have been more mad. They sent me like some of their art. And then I actually, this is when I first started when I was as naive as can be. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So I paid them to do because there was really nice art. They came back. I, I, it's one step above stick figure. It was like stick figure with color. It was so bad and like a literal 180 of what they sent me. And they couldn't understand why I wasn't hiring them. Um, and I, I, if I didn't crack up, I saved it. That's how much I thought it was funny. I, it cracks me up every time. Remind me later, I'll send you it. It cracks me up every time because it's just so unbelievably bad that I can't even fathom how they had the guts to send this to me and claim it as their own and then send that one. Um, so yeah, I, now if they send me that, the only thing I ever say is if they keep bothering me, I was like, you can send me a free page and um, I'll let you know. And then they do it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so like yeah, hard no, hard no. Yeah. The ones I get with the random messages, have you heard the good news? And they're going to tell you about some made up government program where if I just <laughs> sign up for this and give them all of my identifying data, instant block. The, uh, yeah. Yep. As soon as uh, I as soon as I hear, have you heard the good news? Yep. And I say yes, you get blocked, and then they get blocked. So yeah. I have a uh, a script. Just I can copy and paste when that happens, and it pretty much <laughs> says like this is an FBI snare account, and you have been caught. 
All, we're now downloading your IP address and all known affiliates connected with this IP address. And then you're they're gonna like, have to send me that. they shut that Can down. You send me that too. Yeah, you're going to have to send yeah. me that. We're going to have to start our own cult like the artist started. Yeah. And then we can yeah. send out the same thing. And they're going to be like, I they usually... started their own cult. Oh my God. They counter culted us. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired by the cults of artists out there. Yeah. And just so everyone listening at home in Podcastia land, I always want you to know that the minute Nick said he hated the thumbs up, you know what I did. I spammed the admin chat with thumbs up. And then I changed the quick react to the poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I guess, what happens after he eats too many tacos out there in California. But I hear your street tacos are amazing. Oh, dude. I could eat those every day. Every day. You know we don't really have street vendor food, but we have a coffee company that's um, that goes around. It has like a a pop up coffee company thing in a street cart type deal. Well, the thing here is like the carts, the street food is actually just the mobile part of an actual restaurant. Okay, so you can get you can go to the restaurant. It's kind of like it's mostly drive through stuff. You know, the the three a.m. crowd when you've had too many cervezas. You're like, man, I could go for some tacos. And then you get everyone. So as soon as you start that, it spreads like a virus. Like, yeah, I could go for some tacos too. I'm not even hungry though, but I'm going to eat some tacos. Next thing you know, you're all eating tacos. We don't have like food trucks. We have like food truck events. Yeah, yeah those too. Yeah, they just meet up. Like I've never seen an actual truck just come around and stop. Though I do sometimes feel like chasing this thing called, I think it's Corona. It's not Corona. It's uh something ice. Um, and it has a little pirate on the side and I want it Kohana, I think, or something like that. I want it every time I see it. Um, but I've yet to actually be able to track it down and stalk it. Um, but we don't have like actual food trucks that I see parked at like normal things, but they'll have, like I saw a sign today. It said, Oh, park event here, truck event Thursdays at eight. And I'm just like, is, is truck food like a good thing? Cause like, like when I lived in Connecticut, the truck food was because you had nothing else. To, you had no other choice. So I don't know if I didn't think that food truck was a luxury enough that I would go to a place and buy it on a specific day. But I, I guess that's what they do. So I grew up outside so- of Navy base and it was they would call them gut trucks or the roach mobile because it was the kind of food the that was rejected coach. by the barracks a roach coach. Yep. It was rejected by the barracks, but they would sh- show up when you were out in the field and it was hot. And it, I mean, it didn't take much to be better than an MRE. Uh, and so now I have trouble wrapping my head around that people actually get gourmet food from these these traveling cars with food in them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for breakfast, when I worked at a veterinary hospital, that was like the breakfast thing came. And I was a teenager and I, I don't know, I probably spent more in the trucks than I actually made at the vet. Um, <laughs> but I, I would get the same damn thing every time. It was like a hard roll with like a fried egg on it maybe a slice of cheese and I would get that so like every day. We do have food vendors out here that just have a little tiny cart. And the only time you see them is as you're coming out the gates of Petco Park. Like you're leaving the baseball game, you're walking out and they have bacon wrapped hot dogs. They have all the grilled peppers, the grilled onions, and they are just a little tiny cart and they're lined up for about three blocks. So you're walking. Park? Like, nope. You eat on the way out? You eat on the way out because these little carts have the best hot dogs. (laughs) And the 
it's like I don't know if it's the grease that's just accumulated over the years. Oh my god, they are the best hot dogs after you've been drinking at the game. So like by the seventh <laughs> inning, you're like nobody else buy any food because we're getting hot dogs on the way out. And the second you get down from the bleachers, you can smell them. <laughs> We have a place like that outside of the Lowe's that does um, uh, chili, was it uh, Philly cheesesteaks that they cook in front of you. And that's the kind of place where you could walk out. Literally, you have just eaten Thanksgiving dinner. You were so bloated, you could barely waddle around the aisles. And you will be hungry when you smell their food. See, I'm from from New York. So, you know, I was used to going to the city and having, you know, the, you know, the, the pretzels that taste like cigarettes, which I got every time. Um, those had cart everywhere you go there's a cart uh, unless you want one and then there's nowhere to be seen um but yeah they would have uh you know cigarette smelling tasting pretzels or 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 the uh hot dogs and uh, all that stuff so yeah i i grew around those but yeah (laughs) the philosophy gotta love the dirty water hot dogs (laughs) yeah Yeah. that one too I like okay. many of them. These these ones they make like um they're like basically Tijuana dogs, but they won't call them Tijuana dogs because we're a little too close to Tijuana. So they're just like oh, thank you for your hot dogs. You know what I really like, want though, if, if you're listening, you can take credit and just make sure it happens. But instead of the ice cream truck that sounds the siren and drives around, can we get like a traveling bar where I can just work up and like a bourbon or a meat or you know any mixed drinks? There's a boat like that on Mission Bay. It's a uh, it's a pontoon boat, but it looks like uh, it's got a big wheel in the back, like a like a river barge. Okay, it's a paddle it's a boat. And you, yeah, so you can get right up in there, and there's a full bar, and they'll check your ID and make you whatever you want, and then you just boat off. Uh, is it a proper steamboat? Is there a what? Is there is it a proper steamboat? Because if so, everybody that works there ought to be called Willie. <laughs> it's not. They'll put attachments to look like a steamboat. Right. It's a poncho boat. It's running on a boat. Okay. But they have the eight-person bar bicycle, too. So you get seven of your friends. Yep, you get seven of your friends. (laughs) Wow. Four on each side, and you pedal away, and you're making your way through downtown San Diego, and there's a bartender in between the four friends and the four friends that serves you while you're just biking around town. You know, on one hand, that's a way to stay sober longer. And on the other hand, like epic crashes. Yeah. I mean, I've been, (laughs) I could see that ending badly. It's a lot of work to get. Could you imagine our infantry brothers and on a, on something like that? I mean, we'd end up somehow in the president's lawn. It would be ugly. Yeah, it would there be would bad. be so many fifteen six investigations going on. Yeah. It, it was- Speaking of um, consuming too much alcohol and it giving you strange ideas, so can you tell us about your Kickstarter? Because <laughs> that art—I mean, first off, badass. I love it. Well done. Um, but we're here to talk about your Kickstarter. So, so can you tell us about your series? That is the worst segue ever, or the best segue <laughs> ever. I'm not quite sure, but we're going to go. It with was it. very creative, Jr. Yes, very creative. Very different. A new one for me. Um, Four stars. Next, yeah. check it out. <laughs> okay, so um, my story is a supernatural horror adventure. It's a mixture of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, Good Omens, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, 
Um, it has all of that in there. Um, the basic story down to the key would be Romeo and Juliet and hell. If you want to put it at its basic core. Um, oh, but generally, <laughs> basically it's a survival, um, you know, survival horror. And, um, the two characters, the two main characters, um, are on a survival against their parents. So she's a angel descendant. They're not aware of this. We are, cause we see their, uh, their parents, but, um, uh, she's a angel descendant that is a supernatural hunter, and he is an assassin who's a, a demon descendant. And they have lived through past lives together, and each time they don't have any memory in the next life, but they're instantly drawn to each other. And something happened in the last life to screw up everything, and now um, in this life, their fathers are after them. Uh, and they they play, you know, they're kind of like pawns. So the main key is their fathers want to take the angelic weapon away from her that she was created from. And if they can get a hold of it, then it could tip the scales of heaven and hell in their favor during the war. Her father wants it for another reason, but he's using the war as an excuse. The only way to currently activate it is her death. Um, so it's kind of a survival for them to survive everything they throw at them, you know, zombies, uh, Zombie mermen, ghosts, Anubis, hellhounds, uh, pretty much giant salamanders, pretty much anything you could think of is thrown at them. Um, so the story is already written. Um, this series one, anyway, is 50 issues already written. And it's, it's separated oh, into wow. five. Yeah, I actually have 100 issues written, but 50 of them is this series. 45 is a spinoff complete series. And then I have a prequel and two series already started. Um, there's two series. When you, say, when you say it's already finished, do you mean the art, everything, or just the storyboard is written is, and it, you've got it, to do in novel form? So I have uh, over, I have a ten finished novels for two sort of stories, and then I have a prequel started and series two started. But it's five novels each, so it's written in novel form. We just passed the one million mark like two months ago. Um, so we've been, we've been writing the story for about two years and, but we started comics, um, one year in Halloween's one year in comics. Um, so it wasn't intentional. We wrote it while role-playing. Um, the story is pretty much written by me. I, I lead it, but I only write for Serafina and the minor characters or whatever, um, so I write for Serafina, her thoughts, her actions and everything. And my co-writer writes for Draven. Um, so everything that you read when you read for Draven is my co-writer. So it's two different people. It gives them two different personalities. And that way, when you're reading the story, it separates their, you know, separates them as characters. Um, they're completely different. Just like we are like my character talks way more than she thinks, which is a lot like me. And um, Draven thinks way more than he talks, which is pretty much my co-writer. Okay. That's so cool. when, you, when you say it's in novel form, do you mean like it's on sale on Amazon? Or do you mean it's just in novel form with you guys that you then convert? It's just a novel form for us. We never got it published because it's written in role-playing faction. It's technically two views of the same chapter. So I'll write a chapter... I send it to my co-writer and then my co-writer will write the same chapter, but through Draven's eyes. So you get to hear, uh, it'll be him talking to my character, answering anything she said, saying anything back, um, thoughts, uh, actions, everything 
So it's the point of view is is two different um, ways to do it. So, is there any possibility if there – well, one, make it as a novel and double your income off the same IP you've already written. And two, what level of backing would someone have to do to get a look at the behind the scenes of those chapters? Um, I haven't decided – we were going, so the main thing that happened was we were going to release it. We were going to try to release it. We got an editor and editor said, you could not do it this way because people wouldn't like the way it split and you couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. So we gave up and she said, you'd have to merge the entire story so that it wasn't separated, which I definitely did not want to ruin the story or do any of that. So I said, I'll just, I'll just print it for us on lulus.com or whatever it's called. And I went to go find an artist and I was like, we'll just get a cover made for us. It'll just be because I'll read them over and over again. I love I love all 10. Um, and so I went to go look for an artist to find that, and they were all too cartoony in my mind. So I asked my co-writer, do you mind cartoony or do you want realistic? And they said cartoony is fine. So a light bulb went off, and I was like, well, if you don't mind cartoony, what about a comic book? And then I jumped into it like an idiot, and there, here I am. <laughs> so the good news is with Indie Revolution in the writing space, you don't have to listen to those gatekeepers who tell you what people like, and you'll be surprised at how often they are wrong. I mean, if, you, if it makes you feel better, somebody rejected Harry Potter a few times before it got published, and I bet I, they're kicking themselves even still. Yeah, I, I'm sure because I was just talking to my husband literally 20 minutes before this, if even 20 minutes, how Dr. Seuss had been declined 21 times and he was on his way to destroy his manuscript when he ran into a friend on the sidewalk and they said, oh, I publish books and I can publish yours. And now that's why we have the story. So, uh, yeah, even Dr. Seuss got denied a lot of times. And I get so that. Tolkien. And who? Tolkien. Tolkien. Lord of the Rings got. Yeah. No one was going to read that much. And then he, so he split it up into three books and yeah. he eventually got picked up. So I actually, so when I first started, I went to two or three publishers and I, I wrote out this whole proposal. I had an editor, you know, cause I'm dyslexic. So I had an editor go over my proposal and sent it in and they would not even read it. They said, we, we won't look at it because it's more than three issues. And I said, what are you talking about? They're like, well, we will only take a series that's completed in three issues. And I said that both of these pub first publishers did this. And I said, why would you do that? And they're like, oh, we'll only have the people buy or 65% buy the second one and then even less by the third one. And I said, then then you you have the wrong stories. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you're, you're doing the wrong stories. Um, have you not seen this little tiny company called Marvel and DC? Um, they have more than three issues. Uh, and, and, and I said, it's not like you're paying for it and it's not like you've got a contract for three issues why would you at least try it for three issues and see how it goes um so the guy said no one's ever going to read all 50 of yours and i said well i'll just have to do it myself then um so here i am doing it myself so we've got uh eight done and um you know we're gonna keep going until i lose my house pretty much so we're good yeah for a little while yeah I mean, they make That's cardboard boxes very strong these days. Yeah. Um, so issue, well, issue seven, which is will be live um, when people are watching this, um, it is the conclusion to book one. So book one is one through seven. It's um, pretty much in a town merging with hell. Uh, the characters are trying to get out of the town. Their uh, angel, uh, her angel father, and his uh, demon father are. Uh, pulling the strings and everything and you get to see all that happens so in issue seven you kind of come to a conclusion of things that are 
questions that you might have had in the last six because we kind of, you know, messed with people's mind and screwed up little things. Um, so it answers that. And of course, there's hundreds more questions with that. Um, and uh, it's a giant issue of 38 pages. And it concludes with them getting um, into book two. So it, it kind of leads into book two. So book two, they all, they're all connected, all five books. They're just different environments. So you have one through seven. Book one is in the Silent Hill type town of um, the Silent Hill. And um, then in book two, you have them in a trapped in a haunted asylum that has zombies, giant salamanders and ghosts. And they can't get out of it. The The asylum is kind of pretty much alive and it kind of controls things. And and they're trying to get out of that. And then book three is them trapped in a um, 10 issues of pretty much Resident Evil 2, where they're trapped in an infested uh, zombie city um, with two other survivors. And uh, they're trying to uh, get out of that city. Um, and then three, four and five are on a, an island um, full of experiments and monsters. And they go to hell and stuff. A lot happens. So very boring. Very boring story. So. I like your sarcasm. It, it goes well. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's the only thing I can guarantee you. That every single person that reads it has been like, this has been the most action. So much happens in one issue. It's almost, especially book two. Book two, so I, I hired, um, because it's very, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I had uh, commissioned the Buffy the Vampire Slayer artist, uh, Carl uh, Moline, to do a cover uh, for book issue nine. Um, so he asked what happens. And I was like, oh, um, let's see. Uh, in the beginning of the issue, they're fighting uh, two ghosts that were killed during sex, a patient and a nurse. And so they get and they're getting attacked by these two ghosts. And while they're escaping, they have to get through a hallway of these giant salamanders um, that have claws and teeth and can't be shot because they absorb the bullets and all this stuff. Then they go into the next one and they get attacked by a giant man eating plant, kind of like uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And um, then uh, while she's taking a shower, she gets attacked by zombies. And so she's about to fight them wrapped in a towel. Uh, and he's like, so is that the book? And I was like, no, that's, that's issue nine. <laughs> so That's um, one issue. Like, yeah, it's one issue. Um, and I've tried, I've tried to make my issues 28 pages. It was originally my goal. Barely any of them make it. They're almost all 32. So it's between 28 and 36 pages. Um, and the reason is because it, it's, it's being written from a novel. So like, I know where I want to stop it. Um, yeah. so I pretty much try to go to that point and it winds up making the book a lot bigger, like issue seven being 38 pages. So yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with a plus size issue. Yeah. Uh, yes, as no. a reader of comics, <laughs> uh, like, Hey, I'm, I'm paying for 32 to 38 pages and it's not that much more. No, all right. Actually, that it's, good. it's the same price as everybody else's. So it's $10 for the same, uh, 38 pages. Um, yeah. So and someone, someone on one interview uh, was like, oh, you have to be consistent. I was like, yeah, I'm really sure that people are going to get upset with the extra 15 pages for free. I'm sure. I'm sure that's going to be a big issue. Oh, um, you're going to give me 15 more pages of fun? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just came up with the, uh, I was, I was planning out book two and I wanted it finished by next Halloween. Um, so I said, the only way to do that is to merge six and seven. So I'll just have a giant double issue. And they're like, Oh, okay. So that worked out really well for that. So, 
So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, who did the what, cover that's on the screen right now? Is, um, is that this Erwin. Uh, uh, um, and he's uh, he does he g- gave me two copies. One <laughs> one with these uh, this one's clear, and then there's one with the scratches. And I posted on Twitter and Facebook, which do you guys prefer, the artistic scratches or clear? I could not be more <laughs> underestimating when I say it was so split down the middle that I had to do both because they all had reasons for why it was better. Like it was starting to become like a, a religion here. Like, oh, well, scratches, it's, you know, ar- artistic. And this this uh, is a violent issue with, you know, a lot of dark tendencies. So you got to have the scratches. And then the other person would be the same thing saying, it's a dark issue. You don't want to cover it up with scratches. And I was like, so I was finally like, I, I'm just going to do both. So now we have both issues. Yeah, I, I really like the artist style. It's very Alex Malev. Uh, he was uh, a similar styled artist, but he did like Daredevil for like five to ten years. Like, he's, yeah. he's got that. So just a little that, comic book no one's ever heard of. Yeah, Daredevil. No one's ever heard of that. It's only been yeah, going yeah, yeah. on for like a no thousand way. issues. Um, <laughs> he, did, he did the issue for this, and I was annoyed because one thing I hate about Kickstarter is their pictures are horizontal instead of vertical. And I could not do it on my own. I am not, I'm not tech savvy, like we said before. So I went back to the artist and said, can you kind of rearrange them so that I can get them all in a picture? And he did it for free. And now we have this really cool banner here. Um, Anubis kicks ass there. He looks awesome. Um, and his hellhound that he plays fetch with is next to him. So, yeah. So what else yeah, would you I, do with a hellhound? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really them. funny because it, it wasn't in the novel. So I was writing or scripting uh, issue five and um, for whatever reason, at the end of it, um, I had the, uh, it was four or five, I think it was four. I had the uh, hellhound there and I just, I, the hellhound has just been introduced in my spinoff and I, I loved it in the spinoff that I wanted to add it to this. So I was like, well, now I got to add, you know, regular hellhound. And for some reason I pictured the hellhound bringing Anubis a stick and Anubis being like, what is this? And throwing it and then the hellhound going and bring it back. So they were literally playing fetch. Um, and now in the rest of the issues, the hellhound kind of follows him around with a stick in his mouth most of the time. So um, I, I, I like that Anubis movie. character. I um, love Anubis. He's he's so popular. I have my plushie with me. Wh- um, which issue was he on the cover? That, he, that cover that Jim was on the cover. He's, he's on the cover of two... Uh, and I think the rest, there's one, always one cover with him because he's the most popular there is. Um, and he's, I've gotten, I've had people be like, you know, Anubis is, is, isn't bad. He's not bad. If you read the book, um, there's hints to it. And in seven, they flat out tell you that he's being controlled by um, Serafina's father. He has a remote control that has Anubis written in runes and he's controlling him. And I'm actually working on a, um, issue zero um, that's going to show you how all the point of views of how issue one got started. Um, so it kind of gives you behind the scenes of them playing against them. So you're going to see, I'm going to have them as stretch goals in seven different points of views. Uh, well, now I guess that's be six because I cut down the issues. Uh, so it'll be six point of views. Uh, one of them is going to be Anubis on how Anubis was minding his own business in the underworld and her father comes and screws that all up. So um, I'm kind of excited to uh, write that. I wrote part one so far. 
Um, and it's going to be a stretch goal for each issue in book two. So, so what made you decide for the <clears throat> for the ghost scene? I keep coming back to that. The doctor and nurse that died <laughs> in, in the act yeah. of, of love. Uh, what made yeah. you decide to add that? Because I was la I was muted, but I was laughing when you said that. So um, it's actually part of the story where um, you have to figure out what's going on there with all the ghosts and all the patients. And um, it was uh, she cheated on her husband with this patient, and he murdered them while they were uh, in the in throes of 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 sex. So um, they're I mean, obviously if die. I mean, yeah. I could think of worse ways to go. <laughs> right? If you gotta go, go out in a bang. <laughs> yeah. Go out um, sleeping and... peacefully, unlike the people in the car next to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this cover here is the most popular cover I've sold yet. Um, this is Ken Hunt from uh, the artist that worked on Batman, Harley Quinn, Superman for like 10 years. And uh, it was colored by the current interior colorist for lady death universe cc de la cruz they did a phenomenal job this is also the back of the hardcover and the reason why it's the back is because i had them do a cover for it so i so the front and back is done by the the same team he just looks badass there yeah that that's the cover that kind of turned me on i did jim o'reilly do one also for you uh he was supposed to and never got around to finishing it. He was supposed to do a pinup of the female, um, a vampire. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So he never, he never got Jim working on an Anubis, but I don't know if it was tied to this. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, I saw this cover multiple times through Facebook and Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. Whoever, I might be friends with Mr. Hunt as well. Um, and I'm getting mixed up because I've been blown up a lot. But uh <laughs> I saw the the progression of it from yeah yeah the sketch the pencils the it to the it inks. has gotten the most likes of any of his posts and any of my posts like on Facebook all of his posts I went all the way back down a year all of them have around three hundred and this in twenty four hours had six hundred plus um, yeah it's it's beautiful um, yeah it's probably one of my favorite indie covers that I've seen in the last year yeah. Hands I really down. wanted to make it the hardcover cover, but the one that he did for it has all the characters on it. So I'm like, well, I'll have to put this one on the back. The um, level plus, of detail on this is insane. Oh, I, I, so I bought and gave the original to my co-writer. So uh, my co-writer has the original ink on the wall. Um, uh, it's phenomenal. Beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And even the black and white, like I have black and white prints somewhere. Let me see. Ugh. Um, and even that looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, the, the pen and ink one is, I mean, the color is good too, but the pen and ink one has so much impact Yeah, because it doesn't have all the effects on it. It's just. So you, if you can see, I have a color, this, yeah, is no. the, this is the color of the coloring book, the cover of the coloring book. So, um, that's it in black and white, just his inking. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. By the way, we have the coloring book in the, um, add-ons for five dollars oh, nice. printed or two dollars um digital for the five dollars you get the digital and the printout because why not yeah. that's just amazing <laughs> so I've, while you guys were talking i went to get some of the other art that was a popular cover too 
That's that's kind of nice. I like I have it. The original art for this one too. If there's, I, I I actually prefer to work with digital artists more, but um, if it's traditional, I have to own the original or I don't hire them. Oh, you can hire me anytime. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. I like yeah, these are, these are all I like really how good. you did uh did the monster over here, Anubis. Yeah. Anubis starts in issue two, uh, and then I think he's in all, he's not in one or three, and then I think he's in at least a couple of pages in every one. In three, he's in it more, um, and in two, he's in it a little bit more too. He actually fights hellhounds. He kidnaps Seraphina to try to save her from Draven and everyone else. Um, uh, but unfortunately, now that he has the hellhound, they start you know when the remote control starts not working. Um, they start threatening the hellhound. Um, so, um, but you know, works out for me. <laughs> I like the art. Is it the same style throughout all the books? So this is my interior artist. Um, so this is, yeah, this is the inside of the book. This is the, um, the homage to supernatural. If you saw the whole picture, it's got baby in the background. Um, and this is, uh, an homage to the, one of the posters, where Dean is standing like that, and uh, Sam is in the background like her. Uh, they have the same weapons, pretty much. And then Baby, I turned around and I changed the background. But yeah, pretty. Yeah, much. Sam's pretty easy to switch to a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jared thought it was funny, but um, I'm gonna. Uh, huh? I was just thinking, like I've been looking at all the pictures as you guys keep talking, and I'm like, man, I get Walking Dead vibes from all of this, like the Walking Dead comic books, because yeah. everybody hears Walking Dead and they think the show, and I'm like, no, not the show, the comic books, and I'm just getting like Walking Dead vibes from them. In the graphic yeah, novel, I mean, I, yeah. I have never read the graphic novels, but I have seen them. Um, I, I've been told I have to read them because it's right up my alley. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of black and white. Um, but I, I mean, I used to read a lot of, uh, manga that was, um, black and white, but, they, uh, they go color. They do go color later on, later yeah. on. So after like right around terminus, I'm more likely to read a book or a comic or something than actually finish a series. I always have to tell Nick. When he's like, oh, don't you remember that part of Walking Dead? Like, the show, don't you remember? And I'm like, dude, the last episode I watched was the Tainted Meat episode. He's like, that was like season four. Yeah, I, I actually, like, oh. I stopped after Carol and Daryl stopped being close. <laughs> I, I was so mad about it. The, the cave, when the cave collapses and they're mad at each, or Daryl's mad at her and she goes crazy. I just stopped watching after that because the whole reason I watched it was because I loved the connection they had. And I didn't care if they got together, but they teased it where the, the acorns and the bracelet. And so it was kind of a tease. And then all of a sudden they're not even talking to each other. And I was like, screw you. So no, I, I haven't finished the series. I, I keep telling everybody, same thing with Supernatural. I love Supernatural. I started working a full-time job. I have yet to finish it. So every time he's like, oh, don't you remember? And I'm like, spoilers, darling. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I stopped watching when a certain person died. Um, and I didn't think who. It's been like died. six years. It was Glenn. He's dead. He died. No, I mean. You don't have to touch She's talking about Supernatural. Supernatural. Um, but oh, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so after that character died, I stopped watching it for like 
eight years and then I just started it over again and finished it because I made my husband watch it because we're going to go to the convention and I was like, you have to watch it. Otherwise you can't go. Uh, so, and he loved it. So. <laughs> I like the art where it looks like she's about to chop this vampire chick's head off. Well, she's touching Draven, so she's not happy. Um, this is my interior <laughs> artist too. Um, and uh, he did it wrong the first time and he had to redo the entire cover because he had um, like pretty much the vampire like leaning against Draven way too much. Uh, my in my interior, uh, you know, internal uh, Sierra was way more jealous, and he didn't look as annoyed, and she looked more annoyed than mad. And I was like, no, this this needs to be completely redone. It is completely wrong. Um, she is not just going to stand there and look bemused that some girl has her a hand on his chest. So we're gonna have to fix that. I don't know, man. She's rocking an awesome outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. Um, so I don't do topless covers really because I, I have no nudity uh, in the books and I don't like to, you know, think make people think that I do. But I had an, uh, a Marvel artist, Rich Prada, that worked on New Mutants, Deadpool, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Um, I had, uh, he did as a gift, he did uh, a topless vampire cover for me. So I I didn't want to not use it, so I put it as an add-on, as a secret cover, and all people had to know it, it was uncensored. So I sold, I think, five or six of those. So I think I have four left that I'm going to sell as an add-on. So I didn't advertise it at all. I didn't even mention that there was a secret title on my page. I just, if you went to add-ons, you would find it, and then you could buy it. Um, Rich Pirata, my my best friend in the comics industry and co-owner of my company, Apogee Comics good dude and he does cupcake very well <laughs> yeah he's working on um uh an issue with um uh, lori from uh path of the pale rider um yep. she's writing it and he's drawing it and uh, uh i don't know when it's gonna be done but there's that so yeah he's so awesome. quick it, it could be at any time it'll just show up as a done book well he, he draws them on screen like he when i first met him on my very first time on um, the madness, um, he just drew my two characters while we were talking. So oh, yeah. I was like, "What? What happened here?" With um, Doc and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, um, um, I've had the pleasure of being on the madness a couple of times. It's it's fun, and I stop. I'll watch him drawing stuff while he's, and then I stop drawing what I'm doing just to watch what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So so hold on, Nick. So we are at the. Um, oh my God! It's 46 minutes in. And uh, we you didn't air the merch. Yeah, we got a show for the man. But in this time, we're shilling for the woman because Carissa was kind enough to sponsor this episode. So if you're listening in podcast land, like, I mean, you know, you know you'll know, you get a commercial if, if Spotify puts one in. But otherwise, we just got the really cool art on screen. And if you're listening, you're missing out this time. I don't normally say that, but I, <laughs> I think it's worth watching on this one. So, uh, so thank you for sticking with us through that commercial interlude. And uh, yeah, let's get back to talking about nerd stuff. <laughs> Love it. I'm here yeah. for it. Um, so oh. a couple of things. Well, Go ahead. well, I just want to before I forget, uh, every issue has an Easter egg um from a uh horror game or horror movie, generally from the 90s. And um whoever find when the hardcover comes out, whoever finds them all and posts them um gets a, the first one to post it gets a free 3D Anubis statue. Um, but they're fun just to find anyway. Yeah. Um, everyone misses all of them. So you have to, <laughs> no one's you know going to get, no one's going to get issue seven because it's an eighties 
uh, movie, and it's so obscure. As a sci-fi person, you should know it. What is it? Nick, do you know what we just did? Do you know what we just did? (laughs) What was that? We got so distracted by food talk, we didn't ask her the religion question. I discovered that about 30 minutes ago, and I was like, I don't know, man. We're on a roll. We're having a blast. Let's just keep going. We can ask it at the end. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. Because our, our, if you're listening and you're like, oh, my God, they broke the tradition. That's the only thing they kept when they reformatted. We'll ask at the end, people. B&B first. Mark it down. So, so Marissa, uh, Marissa, uh, Carissa, <laughs> the scene, you confused me. Carissa, you mentioned that you were inspired a little bit by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Are you talking the movie or the TV series or the comics? <laughs> the TV series. The, the, I don't know movie. what the movie was. Um, they, they, didn't even, they didn't even turn to dust, which, by the way, not to diss on my own show, but I don't know why their clothes turned to dust, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Easy cleanup. Uh, they obviously didn't see Night of the Comet. Yeah. <laughs> I like the end of the movie where he's got going around the, all the dead kids and he's like, detention, detention, detention. <laughs> and then the even better part was that death scene at the end, which was totally unscripted. The guy was just like, with, I'm with sick Paul of Rubens? your crap. Yeah. Where he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> that was like I still laugh uh, at that. And then he looks to make sure you're still watching. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My kid actually did that. We went to a, a reenactment, and he he thought he could out die the Civil War reenactors uh, at a local event, and so that's what he mimics. <laughs> yeah, we we have um, a subspecies called clotters in four through six, which we might do a comic based just on them because they're too cool. Um, but it's a. Uh, it's based on a mutation on a vampire where his heart beats once every six hours, which is just enough to keep off rigor mortis. So he has very clotted blood, very strong, you know, whatever. Um, he needs to feed directly from a human, not a blood bag, not an animal. Otherwise, he starts to deteriorate like a zombie. Um, since our uh, vampires have their souls, unlike, you know, Buffy Vampire Slayer, um, most of them didn't kill humans when they changed because... You know, they just wound up deteriorating because they still didn't, they felt they didn't want to deal with that. So he had to turn only the most ruthless vampires, uh, most ruthless humans there are, sociopath and murderers. So not only are they incredibly ruthless vampires, um, but they have this ability that when they bite you or taste your blood, they can track you anywhere like a homing beacon. And if you kill that one, then the entire nest can now track you uh, and they'll seek out revenge for you and not stop until they kill you. So um, we have that fun um, side story in fourth or sixth. What inspired you for that type of uh, tracking power? <laughs> because I have logical mindset in a mythical setting. So in my mind, vampires would bleed in every movie and everything show. And I'm like, how do vampires bleed if they don't have a heartbeat? So I wanted them to bleed in mind. So I gave them a heartbeat of every six hours, which... I had to research when rigor mortis starts. So um, rigor mortis starts right after six hours. So I figure six hours gives them thick clotted blood, makes them stronger, makes them thicker. Um, and then it kind of snowballed from there. Um, so obviously they're called clotters because they have thick clotted blood, which is pretty gross. Um, okay. The only way to kill them is uh, chopping off their heads or you could try fire, but it would take too long and they'll kill you. Um, you cannot stake them in the heart unless I'll give you if it's right before the six hours. Um, but we took some from mythology. I did a lot of research. And, you know, originally the staking didn't kill a vampire. The whole point was to pin it to the coffin. It wasn't to kill it. Um, also, the original vampires can go in the sun. They didn't because they're shadow creatures, but the sun didn't kill them. So they don't sparkle, but ours go in the sun. 
Um, generally, they only do it during um, revenge. They'll go into the sun or whatever. And um, also, I hate I hate the trope of can't be seen in a mirror because originally it was because mirrors were made of silver and they said it's so pure you can't see but you know what i'm just gonna go with you can see a rock in a mirror how are you not seeing these solid creatures um so i'm calling bs on the mirrors and then your home was just uh one of those things that people wish was the case so that they felt better in their homes but nope don't have to I'm just saying, how did Damon and Stefan perfectly quaff their hair if they couldn't look in a mirror? Are you bringing yeah. up Twilight right now? Vampire Diaries. Oh, God, that's almost as bad. Vampire what? Diaries. Oh, I, I didn't watch that. But no, I- <laughs> but it's CW vampires, so they're like... Eh. So I met both of them in person. Um, and I got my picture taken of both of them, but I did not watch the show. I think I watched like season one and, um, I just could not really get into it. They're good looking guys though. So <laughs> my stepdaughters love all of them and they tried to talk to me about it. So I finally broke down and just watched all three spinoffs. Yep. So now when they talk to me, I'm like, yeah, I saw that. The, one is one of the original. One is the original. What's the other spinoff? Legacies. Legacies. It's oh. their kids. Ah. So yeah, of course she watched watch the show. I have to watch Wait. the show, or I'm not watching anything. You were out of town. Thank God. So when you say they're kids, like, did they actually have babies the old-fashioned way, or just people they turned? No, um, so there was a hybrid, and because the hybrid was part werewolf, part vampire, they were able to have babies, and then there was a tribrid. <laughs> there was a tribrid, and because they were witch, werewolf, and vampire, they were able to have babies. And they say my seed wavium is bad. That's kind of convoluted. A tribrid. A tribrid. <laughs> okay. That means that's a fancy way of saying three-way. My my one stepdaughter, she goes, you need to watch Legacies. And I was like, okay. So I start watching it. And I'm like, why does this give me Vampire Diaries, Phil? And she goes, oh, it's their kids. And I'm like, how did vampires have kids? She's like, didn't you finish Vampire Diaries? I'm like, no. No, I did not. They they don't even they don't have heartbeats. I don't know how they're having sex, but I'll let it go. You know what? It's because they ate at the taco truck after uh, after the ball game. <laughs> yeah, their heart can pump blood. What? What? Every six hours? Every six yeah. hours. So you got a small window to get an erection. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in our family friendly rating. Okay. Um, <laughs> so election. You, I've seen that you've had previous kickstarters where you've done previous episodes so what exactly is this kickstarter for is it all of the old ones plus some new ones or or like yeah, and what are the stretch goals there's always the new issue and then the, the it's always has because i want people to know that you can get any of the back issues um so when you do my kickstarter you have your choice of getting just issue one either pdf or printed so new people can don't have to get a ketchup tier they can just get one if they want to um and then we have all the back issues or you can get a new issue, which would be issue seven in this one. We also have a mini catch-up tier, which is one through three. 
And we have uh, the huge ketchup tier, which is one through seven, uh, both PDF, printed, and metal covers. Um, and then you can get, like I said, any of the back issues. So if you want to buy issue one and then get the back issue of two because Anubis starts in it, I get that a lot. Um, a lot of people get the ketchup tier because it's, it's the best deal. Um, so yeah, you can get all that, but we also have other stuff. We have plushies and, and, uh, Lego Anubis and statues and, um, 3d statues, clay statues. Um, yeah, we, we, we're so I'm gonna, merch queen. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so I'm going to back up for just a minute. Did you say metal covers? Like, is it like hardcore metal, like rock on Sabaton, or we mean like literal metal, like. Like literal metal. metal i have um i have it right here because i'm like have, a product of the 90s that's so metal means something it doesn't mean literal metal no it is uh it means literal both. metal okay so, hold on i'm gonna put you on the full screen so i have the comic so this is the cover for four um so why isn't that framed that is awesome yeah so uh, but I, I have prints but i also have like the actual comic so um let's see so these are and they're they're not so this is issue fives you can see the the print it looks right. better outside the plastic um so yeah you can get an entire ketchup tier with all metal covers and is that, is, is, is that hard to read that way with the metal covers or no no, the interiors are still paper. It's just the covers. Yeah, job. It's just the cover. I don't know if you went wandered to do a comic shop, uh, comic shop JR during the nineties. The foil, iridium. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Color. I know what you're talking about. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like reading a hardcover, I guess, but it's only the front cover. Um, that but is so awesome. Yeah, the, the, I I use the. It's a, I don't always do the same cover. Um, like you know, sometimes I use a variant. Sometimes I use whatever I think would look the best in metal. So, yeah, it really uh, it'll pull out colors like it'll make them stand out really yeah. well. They're they're pricey, but they're yeah. worth every penny. I also have uh, metal um, trading cards and bookmarks. I love metal. So I, I like what you're doing. The the art is awesome, and it's it's simple enough with the lines that even my colorblind butt can can tell <laughs> what that what the picture is. Sometimes I people have to explain what the color looks like to them. Yeah, sometimes people get real fancy and they try to be all artsy fartsy. Um, I, I like it when you keep the color simple so I can see it and appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I like simple. I need a simple. Uh, I have several bookmarks. I have metal bookmarks, and then the new one for the next. One is our embroidered, um, the Anubis with the little skull. Are the bookmarks uh, associated to a tier or do you have like a, a what are they called? Um, a they're going kit? to be, they're a tier this time, but uh, they'll probably be an add-on next time. So I usually do one tier and the next time it, it's, uh, I think it's like, I think that one is just $29 with like issue seven regular cover and some other add-ons. Um, we have gold plated coins that a lot of people like. Um, it might be an add on this time because people got upset that they're all higher tiers. I was like, well, that's the point. Um, well, you could also add a backers kit with the individual items. So like, say I want to get the ketchup. Cause yeah. I've been, I've been watching these covers for 11 months, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh man, I'm really trying to, but you know, life gets in the way and I forget to go on the Kickstarter and give you my hard earned money. <laughs> so 
you could do a backer kit and you could add those individual things like the bookmark and the coins and, and yep. the plushies. So they can get the tier that they want. And then it, as soon as before you check out, it takes you to the backer kit and you're like, hey, would you and, like some of this cool stuff and, that we have? And here? for anyone that's curious, um, my stuff gets sent out within, I say 10 days, but this time it was actually, I think I had 22 mailed out the same day it ended. Um, as soon as payments went through, I packed them up and they got dropped off at the, air at the airport, at the post office. The only reason why I couldn't do the rest was I miscounted how many prints I had from the stretch goal. So now I got to wait till they come in. But um, I have, uh, I think I ordered two to six day. So they should be here Friday. And then they'll all so, be the rest of the out Saturday. So when you launch these Kickstarters, you've already printed the books and all yes. of that is all ready the to go? Thing so I will not start any Kickstarter without having everything in hand um, okay. because I don't like to make people wait and I want to make sure the quality is good before I start this. The only thing I don't buy are variants because I never know how many they're going to buy. And with my luck, I'd buy 11 or 22 and there'll be like one extra. Uh, and since you hit, there's a minimum. So like I'll buy like 50 of issue regular cover. Like this time I had 50. So like all the ketchup tiers go out right away. They go out first. Um, and then mostly because <clears throat> my next campaign's in three weeks. So you kind of have to read them to make sure you like them. Absolutely. Oh. So we are listening. We are uh, recording this before it goes live. So do you happen to know off the top of your head? Because the as we've shown, it's not the Kickstarter's not set up yet. Do you happen to know what the prices are going to be for for the, like the ketchup tier if they wanted to get yeah, all of the back issues? Tier, um, the mini ketchup tier is twenty five dollars one through three with a couple of goodies like uh, I think stickers and buttons, and the ketchup tier one through seven is discounted and it's fifty nine dollars and it comes with seven issues, um, a keychain, buttons, stickers, and uh, I think that's everything. Two sets that of is buttons. A good deal. Yeah. If you were selling boys and girls. Do you have an option for someone who doesn't want the merch? They just want like digital copies of all seven. Yep. I have a digital copy tier is seven is uh for all seven is 20 bucks and you get black and white and color versions. So you're getting 14 um, files for 20 bucks. That's not bad at all. So for those of us who aren't tech savvy, uh, when we get these, are they digital right management free so we can upload them on any viewing platform or do we have to have a special app from Kickstarter? Yeah, you, can, or uh, you can download them or you can just watch them online, um, but you can download them yourself. You're, they're yours. So you can do, you know, print them if you want or whatever. Within the legal confines of copyright. Yeah. Of I mean, <laughs> well, you can't, I guess you can't print it and sell it, but um, if you really feel like going and printing it, you know, technically you have to go through, but. Here's where I get tech savvy geeky. Um, the, the for the digital is it in PDF or is it in like the CBR PDF. format? Okay, it is PDF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can read sure. it in any Adobe supported program. And it like the second your payment goes through. I think this time it was sent out 30 minutes after campaign ended. Um, oh, wow. so, I yeah. got to get with you for some business stuff then because <laughs> you got me beat. <laughs> Yeah, well, my my, you know, I do a a Kickstarter every other month. Um, I'm skipping December because of Christmas, so it ends Halloween, and then book two starts January eighth or that week. Um, and uh, issue eight will be done like next week, uh, and probably issue nine will be done before the end of the year. So pretty much, uh, I'm always like um, an issue ahead. Wow. So you are rocking um, and rolling, sister. 
What? It's called uh, being obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed too, but I, 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 unfortunately, I can't put out a book that fast. I believe because I do a lot of the drawing too, and I'm slow. But uh, yeah, well, that'll do it for the sequential art. It's not that I'm slow. It's God. I wish I was just doing this full time. That'd be a lot faster. But oh. anyway. We also have, just a side note, we have a downloadable song that was written just for us by Permissible Indulgence, which you can catch on Spotify or uh, the link is on our Kickstarter. Um, so when you listen to the video on Kickstarter, the background music is from our song. Oh my the Lord. lyrics are written just for our characters and the lyrics are posted on the page. And for $3, you download, you can download it and it's uh, both uh, the instrumental and the vocal version. And we have a new song coming out for book two in January. So... Listen to that, boys and girls. You get LinkedIn ambiance music that ties into the book. I have never seen that. That is amazing. Um, I give it four stars. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you. Really Check want it out. Bookmark. I know you want the bookmark. I'll get you a bookmark. Well, I'm a sucker for a good bookmark. I have three versions. I have well four. I have a black. I have the um, book metal bookmarks that are the Ken Hunt cover, both color. That's and the one she's gonna white. want. Yeah, and then I have the embroidered one, and then I have a new metal one that I'm thinking of doing when I release the hardcover, um, which is that banner right there. In that metal. one's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm friends with the guest. I can just hook it up. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Speaking of, because, you know, we're trying to keep it at the hour. We're not doing a very good job. We've had a lot of fun, though. So with regards to this comic, what would you say? You said you had no nudity in it. Um, what would you say the rating is for people that are listening with kids? If they were thinking, my kid likes to read comics, is this age appropriate? What can you tell the parents that are listening that might be looking? So I've been asked this question at every book signing and every kind. What is the rating of your book? And I said they curse constantly, and there's a lot of gore, but there's no nudity. And so far... Everyone has wanted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it, so far, everyone. So, I don't know. I guess it's PG thirteen, um, but I, I, I don't know. The, I'd call, I with that, I would call it like young adult. Yeah, yeah. You if know, you don't mind cursing, um, yeah. my mom's review um, was: I finally read your story, and besides all the f words, it was pretty good. So, there's a lot of f words. So. What the f is she talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that's great. I mean, not like my kids haven't heard me cuss before, but. Oh, me stubbing my toe? Oh, my Lord. I yeah. said no. things that made a demon blush. No, so far, no parent has cared as long as there's no nudity in it. Right. Even the demons and parents do. At what issue does the, the conflict between the parents that are sort of pulling the kids in, is that something that goes throughout the series? Does that end in the seven book arc? So, uh, book three, the fathers come and they're in every issue. Um, they're not in, they are in book two. Um, they're trying to get them out of the asylum. Um, and so they're, they're trying to do that. But book three, they send Anubis, um, through a portal to chase after them. So they cannot get them until book four. So they're not in really book three a lot. Um, so it's mostly book one, book two, and then they're in four and five a lot because they go to hell, they go to heaven, they go all the places. I've been there, ate the food, wasn't great. Don't recommend. <laughs> all right. It so, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it's almost, you could call it MRE, but the army didn't like that. Um, 
Yeah. So is there anything about this Kickstarter that you want to tell us before we start the wrap up process? Cause I know you had a hard out. Um, I think I pretty much told everything. Um, it's the, uh, this is one through seven. It's book, uh, completes book one and there are extra large pages. I think the shortest one we have is issue five, which is 24 pages. And uh, the rest are between 28 and 30, 28 and 38. And they're all glossy 80 pound weight paper. So these are not, these are not thin. But they'll hold up to multiple readings. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So before, before I let Nick ask the religion question, cause he's, you know, he's chomping at the bit to get to steal the thunder. Um, if this became a movie, like if this becomes so popular that they're like, we have to turn this into the CW movie of the week or whatever, whoever makes movies or shows these days, uh, who would you want to play your main characters? I actually only want animated. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, I have animated. And um, well, because it's a long series, my goal is a rated R or PG 13 um, animated series. And I would want, just like Harry Potter, you have to be in the UK. I, I think mine's going to be, you have to have at least guest starred on Supernatural to be a voice. So, um, Jensen the, Eccles, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Uh, it was based uh, when we role played. Um, yeah, so Jensen Eccles and uh, Jared. Uh, I would want Misha to do their guardian angel, but he's allowed to use his regular voice because the guardian angel is kind of an idiot. Um, so it fits his regular voice. He doesn't have to strain his voice or anything. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know, uh, Misha was only supposed to be in like four issues, uh, four episodes. Yeah, but Misha became a fan favorite and they yeah. had to build. <laughs> they had to develop yeah, he's yeah. pretty much ruined his vocal cords doing this series. Uh, and he completely regrets doing this gravel voice. So he doesn't have to do that with mine. Um, so, yeah. And Alana Tao was, uh, to play Joe, is the, um, I would want to be Sarah Fina's voice. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that's You got a I good fan casting going on right there. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. And so with that, uh, for the religion questions, that we normally I would I would tell you would kick you if you get the wrong answer. Plot twist, we don't actually kick anybody for that. We just mock them relentlessly in our heads. But since it's the end of the episode, that doesn't even work. So the religion question, Star Wars, Star Trek, or Firefly? Firefly. Excellent answer. We're going to be doing an episode on that one in the near future. Going to make Stabby Stab actually watch it. Her life has been deprived <laughs> up until now. Um, all right. And because we are polytheistic over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast, we've got The Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings, or Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings. Excellent choice. We pulled it out for a while because it was like everybody says that because it's like the OG. But there's nothing else that even goes into the list with the other two iconic properties that fits. So I, I would have replaced it with Buffy, Angel, or like the Vampire Diaries. For oh, Buffy good question. Buffy. Buffy. Yeah, okay. I loved Angel, but Buffy. Yeah. I loved Angel because it was Vampire Batman without a cowl. <laughs> I did. I loved Angel, and especially season five because Spike was my favorite. Um, Spike right. was also from my hometown of Modesto, California. I have a cameo video over. from him. He's crazy. Like he is crazy. Like we got oh. one for me and my husband, so we did two separate ones because I sent one for him and he sent one for me. And he's like, "You're, you, I did your wife's like five seconds ago." <laughs> it's like, but he's like crazy. Like he's he's talking about David. David and a, and a party they went through and like, he's just funny as hell. 
And I think if I don't know if you watched far enough into Supernatural, but him and um, who played Cordelia were married in uh, one of the episodes, and they were witches, and they were trying to like destroy people and kill people by accident as they get jealous oh, of each yeah. other. Yeah, so that was a great episode. You got to watch out for those Modesto folks. We're a little. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, though. I would love to meet him in person. Jeremy Renner, also another uh, Modesto, Modesto person who escaped. I love him too. He's actually a pretty good singer. I have his album. Oh, he had an album. He had some moves before the accident too. He could dance. Yeah, I know. All right, we got one more religion question. Um, and if you know, you know, you'll hear this uh, soon. But uh, coffee or tea, and how do you take it? Um, it's tea. I take tea, um, and it's a wussy herbal tea because I don't drink caffeine, so it's plain. Um, but if it makes anyone feel better, my husband drinks enough coffee to probably out coffee all of you. So, oh, so <laughs> he, 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 he would put, he wants it to be, um, he would put it IV if he could. So Nick, they asked me so once how, I, how strong I like my coffee and I told them I wanted it to show up on a drug show test. On a drug <laughs> test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or my, my, my stepdad was in the Navy. So his was, it has to be thick enough that it'll hold the spoon up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I have um an unfortunately an addictive personality. So I stay away from caffeine, uh, cigarettes, drugs, anything because uh it would just I'd probably as you can tell obsessed again with my story, it probably wouldn't be good. So, yeah. No one wants to see me on caffeine. I'm already crazy. So, put the bourbon and the coffee and in the well, tea. Sobriety and sanity are overrated. Just ask Nick. <laughs> yes. Ask All right. What? So, uh, as we bring this puppy to a close, how can listeners and viewers find you on the Wild Wild interwebs? And as usual, we will be linking to the Kickstarter uh, in the comment section or in the uh, in the show notes and um, her website as well. Which that way, if you if you miss the Kickstarter and you're listening to this way into future land, high from the past, and uh, yeah, you could still go to our website and buy stuff. Yes. So, pretty much searching "worthy chaos" will get you anywhere. But on Kickstarter. The easiest way to find me is to just search Worthy Chaos. Do not search Redemption. Do not do that to yourself. There's 700. But Worthy Chaos <laughs> will get you just us. We're the only one that pops up. On Twitter, it's at Worthy underscore Chaos. On TikTok, it's at Worthy underscore Chaos. On Facebook, it's at Worthy underscore Chaos. Uh, I know this is very complicated to figure out, um, but it is Worthy Chaos. We also have a Facebook group, Worthy Chaos. And you can pretty much add me because... Um, I am one of those people that would have gotten kidnapped as a kid. I talk to anybody at any time. So you can just talk to me. And, and I, yeah, I have 500 follow, uh, 5,000 followers on there. And um, I, I pretty much will talk to anyone. Um, like I said, I'm suspicious immediately. So if you can get past the five questions or five messages on, on Messenger, I'm, you're probably okay. And I'll keep talking. So I might oh, sound so you're like a cat. Yeah. Huh? You're like a cat. Yeah. 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 So once I get past the thing, think- yeah. So are you saying she wants to watch the world burn? <laughs> yeah, probably. I do have four cats. So yeah, they would watch the world burn. Um, but yeah, so right at the very beginning, I'm going to sound very offish when I give you one word answers like, okay, and I'm fine and all that. Um, if you can no that, thumbs up. then you're good to go. Yeah. No, no thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, don't get a thumbs up. Yeah. No. What about the extra what big thumbs up where they hold it for like however many seconds and then it just gets bigger and bigger? I, I That thing is like a balloon. And it just makes me want to throw the phone across the room. My friend does it because I made the mistake of telling them I hated it. And now it's all the time. So, yeah, as you do. I mean, the first thing I did when Nick said that, the first thing I did is go in the chat and like send him a billion of them. Of course. Uh, All right. 
You can find us over on our link tree at L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, link tree slash Blasters and Blades podcast. We make it easy for you people. We link to all the things, the bit shoot, the rumble, the Twitter, the email, Madam Stabby Stab, where all the hate mail will be directed. When she makes you cry and reply, that is on you. That is on you, people. Uh, we are at SF underscore fantasy underscore show on the Twitters or the X, whatever the kids are calling it these days. Our email is blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com. Again, blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com. Serious business inquiries only, of course. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which we're working on trying to figure out how to make that thing do the things. Uh, we have a website over at anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades. Again, anchor.fm slash blasters tack and tack blades. We are working on a proper website. Maybe even will be up soon-ish. I've been saying that for a while, but now we have someone who knows how to do the things and type the type uh, that's going to do it for us. So yay, Rick Shaw. Um, and finally, uh, you can support us on that website at anchor.fm for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help keep the lights on. And if you want to support the show more directly, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com backslash author backslash slash whatever. Buymeacoffee.com uh, slash author J.R. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash author J.R. Hanley. Uh, be sure to put in the comment section that is for the podcast. And I promise I will keep my co-hosts duly caffeinated. They will drink until the Java pours out of their eyeballs they will drink until carissa can feel it all right <laughs> that is the goal we will get her a constant yeah. just friend like just because we're digitally connected online that's how much we're we'll, gonna drink we'll we'll drink so much coffee she'll get a contact out yeah absolutely that's how this is gonna work people so yeah. so when she just randomly starts sending you all the craziness it, it's it's not her fault uh, and with that being said, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For our lovely co-host, uh, Nick Garber, Doc Saska, and Madam Stabby Stab, I am Jared Hanley, and this was the Blasters and Blaze podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom. Thank you for coming on. Uh, this was a lot of fun, Carissa. I really mean that. Now I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to like look under the couch cushions and try to scrounge up the money to get all those those digital copies. I mean, I'm sure I've probably got twenty dollars in coins under there somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'll, I mean, I'll check in, my JR. Keys, right? If I just mail you a like like you know two thousand bag of coins, coins. just a big bag of coins. Sure. Is that okay? If you do that, yeah. I'm driving over there and I'm gonna hit you with them. <laughs> or, or we could go creative. We could like transfer it to Canadian Funny Money and send her the loonies. Oh. Uh. Do they even use those anymore? I don't know. They're weird. I don't know. Canada's weird. I'm not even convinced they're real. They're not even convinced they're real. Like they might all be crisis actors up there in in maple syrup land. We can get a hold of Rich Parada and have him send us some British pounds. There we go. We're gonna send you all the funny money, and you're gonna hate us for like. It's like I'm never talking to those people again. (laughs) All right, heathens. Yeah, and we're out.